Welcome back to the Hearing Suite podcast here in Harrogate. We're here with episode four today, all about technology. Once again, I'm joined by Director of Audiology here at the Hearing Suite, Emily Woodmansey. Emily, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having us. It was very great to speak to you last month. If you haven't heard our episode on tinnitus, do go back and listen to that. It was during tinnitus week and how you can find out more if you do suffer with tinnitus. But today we're all talking about technology. Very exciting topic because we mentioned quite a few times in the previous podcast that hearing aids have come on so much even just in the short time that you've been in the audiology industry Emily do you want to tell us a bit about first of all what sort of equipment you have here at the hearing suite because there's a lot around us and there's, it looks very high tech from for the layman but just describe what are sort of the most commonly used pieces of kit so just in terms of our testing kit um we've got we always use ENT microscopes um to look in ears they have such high magnification that once you've been lucky enough to look through them, you, you can't go back to the head loops or an iPhone or, or the little handheld ones. So we have those. Um, we have testing booths um, with all the, we call it audiometry equipment in. And that means that we can do your regular hearing testing that you might have done, you know, the whole press, press the button every time you hear a sound. Yep. And then we can do more complex testing, um, speech in quiet, speech in noise cochlear dead region testing um you can get really fancy and start looking a bit more into the auditory system to to see what's going on um so that's your kind of testing technology um and then we're, we're sitting in the blue room so as i look over your shoulder i can see a fair few different pairs of hearing aids um that can do a range of different things depending on what we need from some of them have full detection in them um bluetooth capabilities all sorts of hearing aid magic they're amazing aren't they and and they're connected to sort of people's habits in life lifestyle habits so connected to your phone by bluetooth as you said there um and you can control them using that which is it must be so exciting for you so just tell us how long have you been in the audiology industry and sort of what the time scale is between then and now totally so i came into audiology in 2007 right so okay. what's that 16 years now 16 years <laughs> you don't look old enough <laughs> oh, um, so yeah 2007 and whilst digital hearing aids kind of were born into the world well predominantly into the NHS in the year 2000 even in 2007 we were still being taught to adjust analog hearing aids so I don't know if, if you can picture an analog hearing aid they're the ones often used in those awful stock images yes um, and you could have them low mid or high and you adjusted that with one of those flat-ended screwdrivers. Amazing. And they, they were your settings. Yeah. <laughs> you could get more powerful ones, but yeah, it was. we were really limited in what we could do. We could just make things loud. We couldn't, we couldn't tailor with, with those old analog aids. But now you really can to the specific individual's different hearing ailments. As you said behind me, there's quite a few little hearing aids that we can put uh, images online about. Um, just just describe to us what are sort of more common ones that we tend to see. You mentioned on the previous episode the Lyric, yeah. which we've done a feature on on the radio before, but just tell us what are the sort of more common ones you see amongst your patients here at the Hearing Suite. Totally. So I'd say, well, the six big hearing aid manufacturers. And when we're looking at those, I usually, I usually pick or suggest a hearing aid manufacturer based on somebody's hearing loss itself because somebody who would suit a Widex hearing aid, for example might not suit Phonak or someone where we think Starkey's the way to go Oticon might not be right so I'd, I'd look at the manufacturer and the hearing loss and then start pulling in the features around that because 
features are important but we need to get people hearing well first so say we thought someone's hearing loss was appropriate for Starkey and they had relatives that were concerned about them living alone and maybe stumbling a little bit at home um they would be a great choice because of the fall detection in them it's they're actually assessing um your gait and studies show that people's gait changes in the weeks before a fall and it sends um notifications and alerts to to loved ones if there was a problem that's amazing Um, incredible it really really is. is It must be so exciting for you to see this sort of technology come to the fore and, and the advancements because it seems to be happening on a yearly basis almost. Totally, totally. I'd say it's it's real kind of health innovation. Um, most hearing aid manufacturers release every other year. Um, some of them not quite so quickly and others a little faster. But yeah, there's certainly, you know, there's there's Phonak hearing aids that will read your blood pressure. You know, that they're, they're kind of, they, they're really pushing into this like health market um not only are we kind of improving the hearing but we're yeah we're keeping you well for longer as well which is exciting yeah that's amazing and as we said before it sort of ties in with people's habits and using phones and and being able to do that sort of thing um and one thing that we've touched on before as well is um the, the ability of technology to help zone in on a certain conversation so if you're someone that suffers a bit with your hearing and you're talking to someone say in a crowded room at a party for example it helps block out sort of the background noise, doesn't it? Which I think is absolutely amazing. How on earth it does that? I struggle to do that just normally sometimes, but it's it's amazing the advancement technology. It really is. It really is. And I think, so we, because we can do the advanced testing at the start, we know exactly where we are. So for example, some people, some people's brains are better at processing in noise than other people's. So when we're armed with that information, we can then look at the noise reduction within different hearing aids and think to ourselves right say this person's not great at hearing in noise we've got hearing aids with reasonably aggressive noise reduction do we need a nice little remote microphone as well so that you know when they're in the car and someone's talking to them yes we're focusing on what's being said but also there's this kind of secondary assistance that the microphone that they're getting that quality of sound um, without it having to compete with the engine noise and, and that sort of thing. So, and, yeah. and talking about how, how far hearing aids have come, as you said before, those horrible stock photos, oh, yeah. you imagine a huge thing on someone's <laughs> ear. Ear trumpets. Yeah, exactly that. But now they're so they're almost, you cannot see them, can you? They're, they're no. almost invisible to the human eye because they're, they're sort of tucked away and they're really quite subtle. And yeah, so that must be quite a, a common thing for people that they, they want these sort of new ones that people can't really notice they have them. Definitely. And when I'm talking to somebody about their hearing, I'll always say to them, which is most important, the sound quality we can get from something or the way it looks? Because <laughs> if we're honest, we all have we all have a preference. We'll, we'll all compromise to an extent. So, Do you get so, quite varying answers then to yeah, that question? Yeah, massively. Yeah. I'd say probably a 50-50 split. Wow. Yeah, definitely. But... But sometimes people will say, oh, um, the way it looks is the most important. I'd, I'd actually compromise on sound quality for something that was more discreet. Wow. And then I show them what I would call like my audiologist's choice. Because I, I really believe that people have to have a hearing aid they're prepared to wear. Yeah. Because I can say to them, this is exactly the technology for you. This is what you need. But if you're not prepared to wear that, what's the point? Exactly. So I'll say to them, this is audiologist choice. And they're like, wow, that's tiny. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> this is tinier. 
but actually we're not talking big hearing aids anymore no. they're they're a bit of a bit of a thing of the past it's not going to be chalk and cheese i know there's some people that think oh i really don't want one that people can see but like you said there it's only gonna be maybe a tiny difference to a different to another one that totally you can't see and there are big movements out there of people who are embracing and celebrating their hearing loss wearing beautiful brightly colored hearing aids covered in glitter and gems and and it's amazing that in 2023 you know people people want to do that but I think a lot of the people I see discreet as what they're looking for. They, they want to forget that they've got a hearing loss. And with hearing aids today, they, they really can do that. It's always an exciting time in the audiology industry if there's a new piece of, new fashionable piece of kit really that comes is. out. Is there anything uh, that you can sort of tease us and give us a bit of a preview about that maybe you're personally excited about or anything totally. coming up that you think we, that people will see is quite popular definitely so there's usually rumbles in the industry when something's coming we, we were caught off guard last year um i honestly thought one of the manufacturers was going to release a new remote control and they released a whole new hearing aid platform out of nowhere really? yeah yeah wow. caused a stir um, <laughs> in our little audiology world um but yeah so the the thing that i'm most excited about that's kind of on the horizon comes from a company called widex so widex until recently was family owned um, they're now part of the WS group um, and they are very their products are beautiful their, their hearing aids are really really well made they've always been a family of engineers so that side of it the technical excellence has always been there but they're environmental as well so their production facilities are completely wind powered in Denmark but what they're poised to release is this tiny little microphone so much, much smaller than we've ever seen before, um, that people will be able to clip onto themselves, but also that would sit in the middle of a table. So the things we've got out on the market at the moment, they're quite high in price. They're clever, but they're high in price. And they're quite big sitting on a table. People would kind of say like, what's your flashing coaster? <laughs> but this is kind of the size of a button. Um, would just subtle. sit. Oh, really subtle. Yeah. Um, and just helps as a distance solution for, for if listening in noise is really challenging. But we think it'll also connect to the TV. Um, and it looks like it could have some backwards compatibility. So for us... Usually when a new gadget's released, it only ever works with the newest hearing aids, which is really annoying. Um, but it looks like it might go back a bit as well with some of the legacy products. So that would be exciting. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? As you mentioned before, there's always people working in the background to bring out the new thing. And it's always advanced and always much, well, maybe not much better, but it's a step on from what's out on the market at the moment. So if it makes it smaller and more subtle, then it's going to be obviously more popular. If there are people that are listening that maybe do suffer with hearing loss or want to find out what technology is available and maybe want to compare a few, as you said, there it's down to the Definitely. person if they want to hear better or they want it to look better or a bit of a mix of both. What's the best way for them to get in touch? Is it as easy as booking a, a slot with you, Emily, and just coming and having a look what's available? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we just do a consultation. Um, it gives us a chance to look at what people's hopes are see what their hearing levels are like, um, put that kind of picture together, and then we just let people try things. So I always think I can make things sound good in here, but you need to hear Stella at Bridge, you know? How does she sound? And, and you know, it's, it's about taking it home, having a play around with it for a week, coming back, making some changes, and then having it for another week or so. Um, 
sometimes we'll even send people off with a couple of bits of kit so they can compare and contrast them and um, really have a, a good experiment with them perfect we'll put all that information on the show notes today but thank you very much emily for joining us episode four today we'll be back next month with another podcast here at the hearing suite in harrogate but it'll be available on yourharrogate.co.uk and in the usual places you find your podcast mm-hmm.